to Take One, the podcast that gives you just one chametz free page of Talmud every day. And the chametz is at the core of today's pages, Psachim 27 and 28. Let's read a little bit. It is permitted for a Jew to derive benefit from leavened bread of a Gentile over which Passover has elapsed, i.e. leavened bread that remains after the conclusion of Passover. However, it is prohibited to derive benefit from the leaven of a Jew over which Passover has elapsed, as it's stated, and no leavened bread shall be seen with you, neither shall there be leaven seen with you in all your borders. And so I have a profound question for our guest today, Alana Steinhain. Is all this business of chametz selling all these, you know, kind of rules and rituals that we have of selling our chametz just before Passover and making sure we sell the chametz to Goyim and then buy them back after the holiday? Are all these shenanigans, are we just kind of playing games here? Okay, I love this question because I wrote my dissertation on legal loopholes in rabbinic law. <laughs> so this is a topic that's close to my heart. I want to make two quick caveats. The first is that the practice of selling chametz in order to avoid owning it on Passover and then buying it back is something that really was popularized in like the 16th century when Jews found themselves in possession of a lot of grain, whether because they were producing beer, whatever the issue was, they had like storage houses and storage houses of grain that they would have to get rid of those before Passover. It would be a major financial problem. That's the first caveat. The second is that there actually is an early, early source called the Tosefta, which is contemporaneous with the Mishnah, that describes the possibility of a person getting stuck on a boat on Passover or right before Passover with all of their chametz or with a lot of their chametz and the possibility of selling that to somebody who is not Jewish on the boat instead of throwing it overboard. And according to some versions there's an end part that says, as long as you don't do this in a cunning way, there's a lot of ink <laughs> spilled over what that's about. So just those two to throw out there. But are we playing games? Here's my theory about the rabbis and loopholes generally, which is I think that the rabbis believed in the significance of the letter of the law, that actually the letter of the law really mattered in a way that Greeks and Romans actually saw the letter of the law as just like an outer husk of something more essential, which was the spirit of the law. I think for the rabbis, it was a much more complicated situation, which is the letter of the law, the technicalities actually matter. The formalities matter because their understanding of law is not natural law. It's not just rational, whatever anybody would come up with. Their understanding of law was it's God's will. And so the way it's actually said matters. And at the same time, they had principles that they understood the law to be representing. So one of the principles that law in general, that Jewish law in general cares about, and the rabbis talk about this, is the concern for people's financial welfare. That we have this concept in rabbinic law of Hatora Chasa al Mamonam Shel Yisrael, that the Torah protects the money of Israel, meaning we don't want people to go broke as a result of their religious obligation. And so there are times when the rabbis use the letter of the law, the technicalities, in order to get at some deeper value. And I think that Hamid's sales, at least I would say in that early example on the boat, which is sort of an emergency, not a systemic problem, but somebody in an emergency, 
and the 16th century examples where it actually becomes a systemic issue, what happens is we basically say, how can we use the technicalities of the law in order to uphold something that actually has virtue, which is ensuring that people don't go broke? And what that means is that the way people use this loophole matters. So if I use a loophole to sell $20 worth of chametz, and I don't need that $20 worth of chametz. This is me just being, you know, kind of not having enough bandwidth to do what I'm supposed to. Well, that's not really the way the loophole was intended. But if I have a significant amount of chametz food, I shop at Costco, I have alcohol that I've had for years, you know, scotch that I've had for years, that's actually a different story. So that's like number one. And number two, and then I'll let you get in. Number two, if you're using the loophole in the right way and you're doing it because it's a significant loss to you, if you'd have to really rid yourself of chametz, you still have the question of how do you ensure that you don't forget about the significance of getting rid of chametz, right? So even if you're selling your chametz, you still have to do be or chametz. You still have to actually burn chametz. You still have to search for chametz. And the idea is actually to register that what you're doing is you're holding these two values in tension. The value of having to get rid of your chametz because it's a Torah law and it's a respect to Passover and the value of not taking such a financial hit. That's my basic summary of what I think is going on here. Alana Steinhain, I don't think I will ever look at loopholes and legalities and fine prints the same again. And I'm awed, as always, by the beauties and the complexities that you have shown us. Thank you so much. Oh, such a pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.